Hello, welcome to the first episode of Sitting on the Fence. Welcome, Connor. How are you doing? You alright? No, mate. I'm alright, mate. Yeah, not too bad, mate. This is the second attempt that we've done this. We're trying to, well, basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh, see how this podcast actually works. Um, we're quite new to this sort of field, aren't we? So we're trying to, uh, we're trying to basically weed our way in. Yeah, well, what we've done is over many months and few years, we sit in the pub and talk about racing the whole time. So, so why not record it? Why not? So obviously we had the first attempt. It went well. Good. It went very well. We'll probably release yeah. that when we get more popular, but we'll um, see. So yeah, like we said, a few more drinks. And the idea is just what we'll do what we usually do. Have a few drinks twice a week and talk racing. Yeah, we're, we're basically, we've had a few drinks at this point, but we'll try and keep it sensible. Uh, which I think we might be able to do. Uh, it's quite late in the morning in terms of, well, it's 1am currently recording of this on the Friday. So we'll try and get this published on the, well, Friday morning. So we see if we can uh, get, our, get our views across anyways. So, well, let's get into the meat of it, really. Um, well, we're talking about the, the premiation at Wolves these past few weeks, uh, or the past week or so. Um, well, the jockeys have had a lot to say about it. I mean, I mean the trainers and the owners... Everyone involved has had a pretty much had a, had a say about it, but the jockeys I think have got a a pretty sound, pretty sound mind in saying how they feel about it. Especially like Rob Havlin. I mean, he had four winners at Wolves the other day, as well as Callum Shepherd. He had a he had a winner or two, and he they've had a lot to say about it in terms of being in a negative light. Uh, just get your thoughts on it, Connor. What, what about it? Yeah, well, we've obviously had a bit of a negative view of the jockeys because we've got families and you know, children and they've got certain times of the week that they deal with off and everyone's got a work-life balance and that's fair enough. But in terms of people going to the race course, apparently there weren't many, but in terms of betting turnover, there was more. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, it's a six-week trial. Um, I don't know if six weeks is a big, a big enough sample period, really. I don't think it is. I don't think. Well, I think it needs more three months to like half a year, maybe. It's going to travel around the country. It's going to go to Silver. It's going to go to Newcastle. It'll be, it'll be everywhere. Yeah, of course. And brilliant. You know, I'm, I'm an owner. I've been one for a year and a half. And you know, luckily for me, my horse is really like mid eighties, and then gone the grass. Um, but. If, you, if you've got an horse like mine and he's, he's better for the running, he don't, you know, obviously he needs a break in the animal. Yeah. But after six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it may be, he wants to be back on back on the track. And that, you know, come September time, eight weeks isn't enough. He doesn't get you to the flat seat and does it on the grass. So, no, of course not, no. So, yeah, for him it'd be quite handy. And, you know, if you, if you get an opportunity to run at Silver or Newcastle or wherever it may be, for like three, four times the prize money you would do usually, then all the merrier. The trainers seem to be happy with it. The stable staff get paid a £150 bonus on top of their overtime, so they're happy with it. You know, the the betting shops seem to say there was an extra turnover that night, and let's be honest, the Sunday racing, as it is usually, I mean, you... Pretty dire. You get, you get really hyped up for the Saturday... And then it dies down until the week. Oh yeah, you might win a few quid, and then you think, "Oh, what's on Sunday?" And it'll be like this shitty meet X or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It a bit of Ludlow, you know what I mean? So yeah. it can only be a good thing to keep your interest if you're a racing fan. Oh, of course, yeah. 
No, I completely agree with that. Um, but obviously, jockeys have a life. They uh, they've got families. I mean, even the younger lads that that, that ride. I mean, they've they've still got mums and dads to go back to, uh, girlfriends, whatever. Um, obviously, they've got time to. They need time to spend time with them and just chill out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, flat, I mean, flat jockeys barely get any time off in the uh, in the year as I, it is. I mean, I was mentioning to you, wasn't I? I mean, it'd be brilliant if Premier Racing could be brought in with some conditions or restrictions, as like trainers with less than thirty winners can run horse in that yeah, race. 100%, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, or agree. jockeys, conditional jockeys, amateur jockeys. You know, apprentice jockeys. I think the sport know, needs lads that. Lads that are trying to, lads and women and whoever mm. are trying to build a, a name for themselves. Yeah, you know, I agree. It, it doesn't always have to involve the top jockeys, does it? With real I mean, class. T- talking about that, I mean, obviously, if you exclude the the Gosdens or the Haggises of the world, um, you you get you get trainers in like um, I don't know, like obviously I know this is a jump jockey, for example, but uh, sorry, jump trainer, but Mickey Hammond, like the trainers like that. I mean, trainers such as like Michael Harrington. I mean, if they get enough um, exposure from these events, and that's brilliant because obviously it's putting more of the spotlight on them instead of just the, the Haggerseys, Godstons, Chrisfords, even though they are top top trainers as yeah, they I mean, are. But to, to add to that, I, I mean, mean, you often find that the trainers on the smaller scale, you know, the working you know, from early morning to late night. That oh, we've seen it, yeah. In the morning, they're, they're doing everything. They're doing the feed, they're saddling up, they're riding out, then they're, they're driving get, to the race course. in the box. I mean, the, the race course could be 200 miles away and they're getting back at, you know, 12, 12 at night, 1 in the morning, whatever it is. I mean, we've, we've seen it, haven't we? And it's, uh, they just need to cater to the, the smaller trainers, the smaller jockeys as well. It, do you know what? I think... God, I don't know about you, Connor, but I think it'd be brilliant if these premier racing meets, especially at Wolves, Southall, Newcastle, maybe even that that's that's quite big, but I mean it's quite far away for a lot of the trainers. But I think it'd be better if we just see claim claim jockeys, like maybe like yeah, seven pound claim, five pound claim. I mean, you know, if, if these top class jockeys are complaining about it, the, you know, obviously the argument is, oh, I've rode the last two winners on this horse, I need to keep the ride, I need to keep the connections happy. You know, that's fair enough. You know, you can understand them going, but really, if you restricted it to something like that, yeah, then then there's there's no reason everyone can't be happy. I mean, these, these young jockeys have got to come from somewhere. They, they have to, and there's only so many good claimers. I mean, it it, it reminds you of the national chase where uh, only amateurs can ride. Yeah. You know, and the best amateur, Danny Mullins or Jamie Cobb, Everyone backs that arse. You can figure out anti-post which one they'll be riding. Yeah. You think you're like sat at the banker, don't you? It's like <laughs> it's a nap of the day. Know, yeah. You feel like you've sat an absolute banker. You figure it out. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. You know, but if the bookies are saying that they're happy with the turnover and stuff, and the trainers are happy to work the ex, you know, going you know, smaller trainers went to Wolves. Tony Carroll, I think, was saying that even his wife went and did the extra hours at one staff or something. And yeah. She was happy because she got the extra hours, but. It just seems like the top jockeys aren't happy with it. Yeah. I mean, well, if the top jockeys aren't happy with it, just don't go to it because they'll get more opportunities later on in the week. So maybe like Monday, Tuesday, when they actually earn their pay, they can actually get rides that they can win. And obviously, you get pay, you get pay for every ride, don't you? I mean, it's and, I think it's £186 for every ride. Um, they'll get paid in the week. But obviously, I do understand that the top jockeys do want a day off because it seems like they don't in the minute. And I completely agree with them in the sense that 
they need time off. <laughs> if you know what I mean, like yeah, well, we all need time off at the end of the it's day. Just, it's just a bit of a grey area. I mean, yeah, all is. of the racing. I mean, if if you're big into your racing, you go watch. I mean, some of us are local in terms of our weather, and yeah, we go and you know you have you have your your evening or whatever there, and you think nice to go racing, but. Yeah, it could have been better. Yeah, it could have been. So if they can bring yeah. a bit of spice into it, and this twenty-five grand races bring, you know, a bit of a nice horse in every now and again. I say yeah. such as mine, he's got to you got to keep him rolling. And he needs a break, but after the break, you think, oh, we're still six, eight, ten weeks away from the flat. What do we do with him? He's not going to be right until June. Mm. And you think, oh well, well, we'll go to Subble for the. You the know, odd, and, the and, handicap class four or whatever. And if, you, if you're lucky, you might get a class three, and then you think, oh, but it's only still worth 12 grand. But then, if, for the owner's point of view, if you see a class three in there and you think, oh, God, it's worth 25 grand, and a bit of spice, and the punters are thinking, oh, God, there's like 92 horse rated in there. You know, there you go. Might, might be a chance. There and might be a chance. It's going up against a 76 rated horse, it's giving weight away in the. Sure, got to be the best yeah, horse I mean, in, the, in the field, you know what I mean? No, no one forces you to ride an horse as a jockey. I mean, I, I no. have multiple jockeys, and no one forces you, but you, you, you know, it's a job at the end of the day. And no one, no matter what line of work you're in, yeah, you don't want to let the gaffer down. No, so. of course not. The field is your hof- office, basically. So, um, well, that, I mean, that's that's covered the premier racing at, uh, at Wolves, Southern yeah, Newcastle. Can I, can I mention that it goes back yeah, goes back to the trainer I use, and. Uh, I don't know if you know about these arc bonuses on the mm. whole runs through the winter yep. and the top horse gets it's tw- going on 20, the 20th gets 20 grand, the top gets 100 and they all get paid from that. I mean, we had four, three or four in it last year and he said, oh, brilliant. I, I looked it, puts owners in, the, you know, gets excited up for the whole weather and it's competitive. I mean, he had a certain horse last year and it went and won five or six in a row. You know, I got it up from like 57 up to 84. <laughs> You know, it's the way, way up the mark. Unbelievable yeah. training, training performance. You think, you know, but that never gets put in the spotlight. But then as soon as he won that big bonus, it's like, there you I go. how many thousand it was. It was a crazy amount of money. And exactly. He bought, yeah. he bought the horse from Donny Breeze up. Then he paid like five grand for it. And he give it time, two years just to get right. And then they ran it and, you know, it all paid off in the end. And you think, God, yeah. you've, you're some trainer you are. But where, <laughs> where, where's your mention in the racing post? Absolutely not. They're in. They're in. Yeah. No I think there should be. That. I think there should be for small trainers uh, or jockeys like that. Really, he was uh, point was he was saying he said, "Oh, it's all right." Last year, I mean, I had five in it, but what happens when you know, not even a massive trainer, just a, just a bigger trainer mm. sees so oh, hundred grand people in there, and then all of a sudden you, you're boxed out of it again. You're straight out of it, and yeah. So it's just racing. Racing in general is tricky. Business, it's, a, it's a grey area, hundred percent. So, uh, well, moving on from that, anyway. So, I think, from, I think we should maybe start on. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. stories in racing. I mean, it's just the first podcast, isn't it? So, well, uh, my my personal story in racing. Yeah. So basically, oh, that's a good uh, good transition to the next one. Anyways, um, so my racing background was that well, three three generations of my family are, are racing like. Like that, they bleed raising fanatics, fanatic, absolute fanatics. You're right. And so, my first, so personally, my first memory of horse racing was I mean, I was six years old, I went to the Grand National, didn't really, obviously, I was six years old, so I didn't really know what, what was going on. And and I backed this horse called Silver Birch because I like the name, 
uh, as pretty much every youngster does, backs a name, put a pound on it, you know, you know what I mean? Um, and then it goes on and wins. And I, I watched it again recently. It's, it holds firm in the memory. I don't remember any race before that, but I remember having that just e- euthanasia of, not, not euthanasia, Jesus Christ, um, euphoria, euphoria of winning the a race. And it wasn't just a race. It was the biggest race of the year for me anyways. And yeah, so that won at 33 to 1 which I was uh, very, very happy about, I must have, must imagine. And then probably after that, memories of racing was probably Frankel. Was straight to the sweet shop with a 34 quid? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably a bit of sweet shop. On, on, few on candy, track, as usual. A few candy canes, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, break but, off your 34 quid to get a bonbon there. Yeah, probably, yeah. Oh, the sweet shops, are, that'll probably be another story for another day. But, um, I mean, re- memories after that probably probably be Frankel, coat of staff, definitely a massive uh, idol of mine. Cue card. Uh, a lot of family members love that horse. Um, I was tragic. Oh, it was tragic when it when he died. Um, I was. I think I was in tears when when that died a year ago. Um, but I mean, Coter Star, Denman, uh, Frankel to present day. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Constitutional being. We've seen that live, haven't we, Connor? And yeah. that horse has, has found my love. Is I mean that that love for racing that I have is basically. It's just been building up and up and up and until now where, I think wow. Be- I think the beauty is for people our sort of age is it's probably the first horse when you, you, you really get into your race and you think, wow, you know. Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. Everyone's got one. Frank was mine. Yeah, whether it be, you know, Annie Power, maybe, or... Goshen, Frankel. Goshen. Yeah, where did that come from? I've got... I was watching Cheltenham the other day. So I've got... I've got actually the same colour. How do you find yourself into racing? Mine was completely different. Yeah? I just placed a bet on the horses one Saturday. I knew nothing about them. I just fancied the bet. I fed up with the football. Everyone gets, you know, your 44 lacquer. It goes from Premier League to League One. You think, oh god! I thought you know, I'll have a bet on the nags. Here we go. And uh, I bet on um, modern games. Uh, yeah, went on one. I knew nothing about the arse. Great arse. Probably a two-year-old, three-year-old. <laughs> then it pissed up, didn't it? And it did. ever since then, I mean, I it, after a couple of weeks, I placed a couple of more bets. And no luck. And I said to my dad, I said, "Fuck it, I'm having a half day today." And um, at work, and as a self-employed lad, <laughs> fuck it. So you fans, you fans <laughs> Why go, not? Fans going market raising. Yeah, so, yeah, I just went there, packed a winner, Schalker um, market raising, and it, I didn't even know who Brian Hughes was. That's how. That's how. Uh, is middle, I don't want to know who he is. In the middle of summer, <laughs> so he ain't riding all his usual northern winners and everything. So yeah, yeah, back that, and uh, you know. After that, I was just I was hooked, going that, everywhere. That gets me Saturday race and loved it. That gets me onto something actually. Before we go into the the, the past few days, I want to talk about this. Um, jockeys from the north, how do you think they get treated from the south? Because I just want to say this now, Brian Hughes. I mean, as much as I like to joke about him, because uh, he I don't think he's ever got me a winner in the past. He is a very very good jockey. Um, he obviously former champion jockey. Um, he, he knows his stuff he, he knows how to ride an horse clearly um, do you reckon that southern jockeys get more of a, a liking to the norm, uh, northern jockeys because you don't really see these northern jockeys at big well, big southern meets which, had, which, which they should I think uh, it comes back to the usual doesn't it it's, you know the Bowen's a man on the hour isn't he at the minute 
And, um, Gavin Sheehan as well. Yeah, well, he's down south, but yeah, I know. It's, yeah, Bowen's a man of the hour, and come Cheltenham, they'll probably get a few rides for Ollie Murphy there. But you know, when it comes to Cheltenham, they're, they all stick to the down south jockeys. I mean, it's just the way it, way it is. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just the way it is. I, on balance, the best jockeys come from down south because they're in the biggest yards. Yep. You know, it, I mean, Cobden just looking like, for a know, start. A lot, some of them migrate over my island and then they great career. I mean, Dal Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say him. Yeah, great career. I mean, there's, there's a few, play. there's a few Irish jockeys that have come come over. Like uh, Jonathan Burke, he's he's another one that's come over, and I mean, he may not have proved his worth in Ireland, but he's come over and oh, he, he rides for the best you trainers see, you in see England. More than more, I mean, the, the likes of Gavin Cromwell in Ireland, he he realizes that there's a market. He's going to have a struggle to put up with William Mullen and Gordon Elliott, so he brings his horses over here. Why not? Instead of Shark Hanlon. And, you know, instead of a few of them, it's just, you know, a problem, is it? I mean, you, that's, that's what they do. Mm. And, you know, fair enough, if you think you've got the horse big enough to take the prize, take it. Exactly. Um, I mean, Crawford uh, brought some over from uh, from Ireland to wear. Uh, must have been about a week ago since filming this podcast. And, yeah, I mean, he, he cleaned up, didn't he? He cleaned up. Oh, so there's, I mean, there's always a market if, um, if well, I mean, if you've got the horses for it, especially in Ireland, you can bring them over to here and you can smoke ours out the uh, out the park, really. But um, but anyways, we'll we'll move on to uh, results from the past few days. So one thing that's brought my attention was obviously Joe Anderson's ride at Plumpton on Monday. I mean, what yeah, a what a Sunday Sunday. Oh, so sorry, Sunday. I mean, obviously Sunday since we filmed this. Um, I mean, he, he jumped the fence. It seemed fine, and then he obviously he, f- he looked like he fell. Um, half his body was on the floor. It seemed like half his body was back on the horse. Brought himself back on, got himself onto the bridle, and he he come home to to lap it up. Really, he's in the videos where he ain't got his ain't got his feet in the irons, has he? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's got not got his feet in there. He brought him back on the irons, and I mean, what can yeah, I say? Water. Right. That's probably the ride of the season for me yeah, yeah, already. Fantastic. Yeah, what do you think? some effort. Yeah, without a doubt, some effort. I mean, it brings a smile to your face when you see something like that, and it goes and wins. Oh, 100%, yeah. It, face, do, so doesn't matter what odds it is, and it goes and wins. I mean, it's, me, me and Connor like our big odders as it is. We, we're not a fan of favourites winning, as we know, but it, uh, I mean, look, if it's, if, even if it's a favourite, we still like to see him win, you know what I mean? I, mean, I think, well, the idea is for this, you know, tip a few big ones. I mean, I've tipped Astrophysics on a, at Newcastle sometime last year, and Oh, you yeah. Twenty-eight to one. It was a bit, <laughs> bit of a party after Friday night, and you're still in your work clothes. <laughs> it, it was a party with me yeah, and Sheffield. I'll tell you that. You're still, you're still in your <laughs> work clothes. You sat in your kitchen table, and the old, the old missus going there, fucking booyah. The old ball and change there. That racing again. Oh fuck off. Fucking <laughs> no idea. Booyah. Oh, come Saturday. That racing again. So you fucking goddamn know it. You know it. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. And then well. Like well, I, say, I give it the old six horse challenge to keep it sweet. <laughs> the free six horse challenge on yeah, the keep it Of course. And then obviously you go to from go from the good to the bad, let's say. Go from Joe Anderson's ride at Plumpton to Maxwell's bumper at Doncaster. Now what do you make of that? Well What would you make of that? It should have been at least second, shouldn't it? it I mean it I mean it did come second. I mean well, look, fair dues to the guy. He uh, he paid he's a wealthy man, pays his money to the horses he wants to ride them, you know. I'm sure Nichols would love to get Cobden sacked up on it. He Do wouldn't... you reckon he should get a ban for it? Oof, it's a difficult position, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's like if you that's why I asked the question. If, you, if you're the authorities, you know, the guy pays for his horses, he probably pays a massive bill every month for what he got. 
you know, in, if he ain't capable of riding them, he ain't capable of riding them. But then again, can you, he can do the weight. He's got a license. Why not? You know, I remember when I asked Scott yeah. a year or so ago, and he got beat at a short price. But can you really knock him? So that, you know, I pay my bill every month. I mean, I'm not light on to ride. I don't get yeah, it right. You can make weight, yeah. I couldn't make the weight, but you know, you got a few jockeys in your in yeah, your locker, haven't you? Yeah, but could, but could could he really? If I if I said I wanted to ride, I could do the weight and have the license. Could he really tell me no? Well, not really. Because I'm paying the bill, I? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. You know, you don't pay all this money exactly to uh, to not. So well, for, I'm saying this for. I mean, I'm, I, at this point, I'm playing devil's advocate, hundred percent. But from a punter's point of view, I think you'd be fuming if that was uh, if that was me because obviously you're putting your hard-earned money on that horse well, and you think yeah. it could yeah. win. And I think next time out off the off the jury could win. But like, well, well, you know what I mean? That's the the only uh, if you're the BHA or anyone who's looking to put a ban on that's that's the only argument you can have. That yeah, it, and from the punter's point of view, you, you know you, you're robbing the betting betting public. And we've seen it before, but we've seen non tries every day, and some of them get punished, it gets boring. Some of them don't, and you're back and off, and you think, "Oh, he's got a great chance." And you just trying to get the handicap mark down, and you just think, "Oh, just fuck off." Yeah, exactly. I know. I completely agree. Uh, well, moving on from that, then. So we're moving on to today. Well, I mean, I mean, we've recorded, we've tried recording this podcast for a good five hours now. Uh, so we're moving on to Thursday's results, um, and I really want to turn my eye on Clon Mel. Because uh, Willie Mullins again. Oh, why don't you uh, take it back before you had a winner, didn't you? You had a winner on uh, Wednesday with it. You had a winner. Oh, oh, how can I forget? Yeah. So Wednesday, I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of all weather, as uh, well. You you'll get to know this uh, as the podcasts grow big and strong. Um, all weather is not my strong suit, and neither is Connor's. We're more well. We'd say we're more jumps. Yeah, jumps and turf. Jumps yeah, and turf. Hundred percent. Uh, all weather is not really our specialty. I mean, we went to Wolves two months ago and we got absolutely fuck all. So um, there's that. Anyways, but we got a nice winner on um, on Wednesday with uh, Blazing Hot nine to two. Put a nice ten ten pound on. And it was a nice ten pound on. It was a. Brave enough to put more on. No, I weren't brave enough to put more on. No, it's uh, just a tenner for me. Racing, this, isn't it? Oh, 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 weather racing. I can't, I can't be, uh, I can't be getting the bookies by the bollocks there because uh, it's tough. Even though my biggest winners are fall weather with Astro Physics, obviously twenty-eight to one. But it's yeah, with all weather, it's difficult. It can it can go either way. But blazing hot with the form that it was on and. The, the price that was offering, 92, it wouldn't even favour it. I was like, you know what, I've got to go for it. And sometimes with prices like that, and you look at the form and think, wow, but that, that should not be, in, that should be more of a five to two shot. You've got to, you've got to try and get some confidence in it. And yeah, you've got I to mean, try and back him. You know what I mean? That one, I mean, it's done well off a break before. Mm. You know, it's had its break now. You know, it's, good jockey it's, on. It's, Tommy's it's very drop, good jockey. He's dropping in the weight all the time. It's you due know, a win. You you think it's due a win. It's got the main man on who, who, who wanted so every reason to go for it. There you go, exactly. He, he knows your in and out, so you think it should be it should be winning. So that was that was a nice winner for me earlier in the day. Uh, oh, sorry, earlier in the week. Uh, yeah, look, well, like I was saying earlier, we'll try and move on to Clon Mel on Thursday. Um, I mean, Willie Mullins doing it again. Uh, three winners in three that he was uh, offered in. I mean. Is there any Connor? Is there any stopping this man? 
Is there any sort well, of he's, he's the same every year, and he starts slow. You know, he's also need a run. He's not Gordon Elliott knows his time. It's the start of the year, and you can't knock him for taking it. Yeah. But William Mullins' horses, some of them seem well. I say some of them, a vast majority of them seem to improve 15, 20 pounds for the second run. They're getting beat odds on. Yeah. But come after Christmas to DRF and then go to Cheltenham. I mean, he can have one sweet for Cheltenham. Like, you look at Lossy Mouth and you think, you're not going to run until Cheltenham? And then you'll probably go out and piss it. You look at 11 to 4 and you'll be begging for that price to come back. I mean, I beg the same question. Does Is there any stop in this man? Oh, I mean, he's. I think he's like even money five to six to get ten or more winners at Cheltenham. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not not really bet anyone's going to be taking on, is it? But I mean, it's still good. It's still a good bet to have on, but obviously for evens, maybe not. Um, unless you put a lot on it, which gamble responsibly. That's all I'll say. But um, yeah, I mean, Mullins always seems to lap it up every year. Um, there's very little to stop him apart from the uh, horses himself. It's not hard work though. I mean, it goes to the to the auction ring. You know, he's he's, he's got all the he's got all the men round him. He's, he's not he's not just buying anything, is he? He's, no. he's buying what he wants to buy. And, mm. and fair enough, it's not like he's just turned up and all of a sudden he's got hundred good horses on his roster. Is oh, he? exactly. He's, he's yeah, doing the hard work and you know, fair enough. I mean, it works for some, it doesn't for others. I mean. On strike rate, a ten percent strike rate is ten percent. A twenty percent is twenty percent. In it, you know, you sort of I mean, a ten percent strike rate in horse racing is probably from the outside looking. Like, if you're not, a, if you just go to the races once a year, maybe it may be like, what the fuck they're playing at? You know what I mean? But when you're actually avid, I mean, when you've got like what four or five horses in there, like a meeting, and you win one of them, that's that's decent. You're still getting like you're still getting paid out at the end of the day. I mean, I mean, I had a look earlier. I mean, it's. Comparing to the jumps of the flat, kind of, but um, William Buick was champion jockey last year. Uh, well deserved, I think. Completely well deserved. He got he, he earned his right to win that. Twenty two percent strike rate. I mean, yeah, I mean that that is an unbelievable strike rate compared to. I mean, his second place competitor, which I think is Oshie Murphy at sixteen uh, percent, which is still unbelievable. Don't get me wrong. It's fair enough when it's fair enough. Know, that results haven't been firing either. Oh yeah, uh, the firing you, in, yeah. Yeah, they're not Apple's horse is not running to, you know uh, God knows what happened to them. I mean twenty two percent strike rate off a off a season where he pre- predominantly rides off Godolphin horses. I'm not just saying that William Buick rides Godolphin because he doesn't he rides for other trainers obviously, but I think it was a very poor season for Godolphin last year. Oh compared compared yeah. compared to pre like previous seasons They've not had a great season at all in terms of group ones. They wouldn't have had as many group ones as they'd like. I mean, yeah, we went to Royal Ascot. We, we he got won. one. I think he. I, no, he didn't. I think he oh, got, I got third. One. Uh, well, he, he didn't get a winner at Ascot. No. Yeah, but when when you yeah you see these trainers, I mean, you, and you see them in the flesh, you can see what effort goes into it. And there's something that's not wrong. I mean, I had a problem with my horse, and um, it turned out to be rapeseed oil, and I was growing it, and he had a pollen issue. Yeah, Appleby said a similar thing about his. I mean, you can well believe it because mine was backed into favoritism at first in July or something, so like that. June, July, yep. whatever it was, and uh, it ran like a fucking drain. Shit. Yeah. I mean, that's just him anyway. But yeah, he, and then he, runs at Sandown and, and runs like an unbelievable like you know, steam train. The, ar- I mean. the harvest clears up, and uh, all of a sudden he's fucking five furlong races winning by three and a half, four. You know, and you think. 
where that been all year. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you you must think something if a trainer's not doing very well, it, you you have to look at the horses yeah, in that but, in that yard. You know what I mean? The like, amount of horses in this yard, they're not all going to be affected. No, of course not. I mean, I mean there's going to be one or two that's going to be like still when at I, the best. When I had a word with my trainer, he said, "Well, it, it doesn't affect them all, but it does affect a minute majority sort of thing." Like, so. If Willie Mullins, for for example, had a very off year, he's still going to have like forty or fifty winners. Yeah, he's more than that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, when when you look at Likes the Mullins, I mean, oh god, you, you, you don't even put it down to that. You say, Oh, he's just bought a bad crop, maybe you just bought a bad crop, yeah, so exactly. Fair enough, I mean, 100%. Yeah, it goes back to the Supreme Market this year. It's weak. When you look at the favorite, he's rated with 130 or something, 128. Yeah, you think is that really the favorite for Supreme? You know, well, really, well, well, we'll get on to Cheltenham in a little bit, anyways. But I, I wanted to get on to where uh, the betting on the weekend, if that's all right with you. Um, is there any any tips that you uh, quite fancy for this weekend in terms of Saturday Sunday? Uh, I just think with with the racing over Christmas, I mean, you you spend your out on it for a start, don't you? And oh, hundred percent, yeah. And then uh, the racing calves down a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Is there any is there any horses that tip your fancy for Saturday? I mean, there's there's a few that tip to mind for me, but I'll let you go first. Uh, is there any that you actually have your money on this this uh, this weekend? Yeah, any I mean, Kenton Warwick? Just just a lifelong fan of Edward Stone. I, I, <laughs> mean, I just back him. I think this extra half mile that he's going for now with age is just, just perfect for him. I mean, you, you couldn't really write him off a of Ryanair, you know? No, you couldn't. No. It's 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 like that, isn't it? With him, is I just back him every time. No, I shouldn't do, but I do. It's one of them. <laughs> don't, don't get emotionally uh, attached to horses. But yeah, you definitely, the yes. thing is, if you're the thing is with if you're an avid horse racing man, you do get attached to some horses. And Edward Stone is one for Connor. Um, I've got a few that I'm, I'm attached. Shishkin, that's 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 the main one I'm attached to, even though he's so unreliable. It's a it's a joke. Oh, uh, he doesn't start. Cool. He falls or he absolutely pisses home. It's Either or, isn't it? So well, there's bigger racing days to come. There's a DRF to come. I mean, I, I, I sort of like at Warwick in the three o'clock City Chief. I mean, that's got a win in him at some point. Mm. Not so certain about the jockey booking of Robert Dunn. Robert Dunn, I, I don't know about that, but obviously with Nico DeBoyne for that now for a couple months, it's going to yeah. be difficult. I hopefully, I, fingers crossed, Nico is not out for the Cheltenham yeah, Festival. I just seen the top of the bet in uh, Manila Girl. I mean. That Five to one can't knock it. Brings a smile to my face when we went to Cheltenham. <laughs> he's just said back the Cromwell horses that he's mustered at Cheltenham, and uh, I, mean, back, I back the pair of them. I mean, for <laughs> favourite for favourite backers, you've got a back Manila girl. Really. Oh, it's five to one. It's it's, it's a fair. It, price, it's an absolute banker know. for for favourite backers. That that yeah, you'd be uh, yeah. Christmas has come early, and I know it's twelve months away, but yeah, but, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, another one. I mean, I had a big. A big acker on a fourfold acker at Aintree Festival last year, and yep. Apple Away was a finishing touch of sixteen to one, and I won like two grand. You know, but it's fun competition there, hasn't she? She got Grey Dawn in. I mean, didn't go well in chasing debut, did it? Yeah, yeah, it's Grey Dawn and beat her. Hundred percent. The yeah. Broadway boy in there as well. So I, I mean, know, I know you like that horse. Yeah, I'm a bit of a fan. I was at Market Raising on debut or second second start, one of the two, and I was impressed then. I've been following since. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at this. Um, I've not got a bet for Warwick. I think, I mean, I think Kempton's the biggest uh, meet of the day. I mean, I've got a bet on uh, for it's a double, and it's uh, one at Weatherby, which is Colonel Harriet Evans, and it's also um, the main one that I want to 
touch on a bit is up for patrol or up for parole. Sorry. Yeah, Lance Roy. Uh, Sixteen to one uh, in the is it the Lanzarote? The yeah, Lanzarote Lanzarote. Uh, hurdle. Yeah. I think it's just going to. I think it's going to thrive in the conditions. It's lower down in the weights. It's got a good jockey on. I think Tom Bellum is more than capable. Jamie Snowden's had a massive year. I think he's uh, he's well due for a good season. He had a good season last year, to be fair. But I think he's. Yeah. Going to improve on that. I don't know your thoughts on that. You've got a few horses in that race. Like yeah, that. I've got a couple. Uh, and these big handicaps, I, I usually do the same thing. I, I back one to win, I back one each way. Mm-hmm. Not, not usually a big way, big each way backer, to be honest. I, I usually straight the nose. It usually pays. Sometimes it pays out, sometimes it doesn't. You take it on the chin. You take that, it on the chin. That, yeah. That's the way. 100%. I so think I, I agree. I think uh, Son and Gino. For Paul Nichols, I mean Harry Cobden. He's got two in the race. Nichols. I think Harry Cobden's around to Gino. Harry Cobden is mustard, you know, isn't he? So, so then you know the favourite yeah. of the yard. Do you reckon? Right, he's younger. He's He carries top weight, so it'd be difficult. Do you reckon Harry Cobden is the best jockey in the world right now? Well, between him and Jack Kennedy, up on the sticks, yeah. I'd agree. I completely agree with that. I think uh, Jack Kennedy is. I mean, he's mustard this season, isn't he? As well as Harry Cobden in their respective countries. Um, I mean, Shaw Bowen's had an unbelievable year, but I think overall, Cobden is a better jockey. He's not had a great, he's not, well, he's had a great, well, he's had a very good season, don't get me wrong, but I was saying, compared I mean, to Sean Bowen, I think Sean Bowen has rode a lot better recently. I mean, if you get the sort of weather we're expecting, and you look at that race at Aintree, Son and Gino's in it, I, I, it wouldn't, I wouldn't say it plough for it paddling pull, but it definitely didn't start stopping. Very you sloppy know, ground yeah, it was at Aintree that day. It didn't, didn't stop him, so that would be the win bet. And then the each way poke would be that Quinta de Mar, you know, Bo Morgan, you know, very, Handy. Cap- very capable five pound claimer. Handy you know, claimer. You, you yep. can't, not that. So 20 to one, you know, you go each way on that, you, you probably get seven places from bookies. Yeah. So, uh, you know, where, where do you go wrong with that? No, you don't really. You yeah, know, no, it's. Uh, Oh, you're rolling the handicap, aren't you? I can't back Samuel Spade again after last year at Germany. Uh, Germany, sorry. At <laughs> so, so reading his chat earlier to Germany. Yeah. Uh, Cheltenham, he, he can't. I was good about that. I come back second last. I think one, one for me is Irish Hill. I think, obviously, it's second, the second uh, Nichols um, horse in that race. I mean, Cobden's obviously chosen uh, Sonino, like you said. I think that's the best horse in the race in terms of the best Nichols horse in the race. But um, Irish Hill, I think, is a very interesting each way. I think it could definitely play. It's under Briony Frost. Uh, 18 to 1, you can get it out at the time of recording. Um, I just think, again, below the... I think it's literally the same reason for up for parole, I think. Yeah, I mean, with him, he just doesn't respect defence. No? So, going back hurdling... Probably the right the right choice. Probably, yeah, 100%. You know, yeah. He's, he's a young horse, only six. You know. Like I said, Nick Nichols isn't, isn't scared to uh, to honestly like. What am I trying to say? Nichols isn't scared to race him. 100%. Yeah, he, he carries ten stone twelve. Mm. No, it's it's not, it's not an awful bet, is it? Um, is there any other horses that you'd like to look of on Saturday or Sunday? Um, obviously, it might be a bit too late for Friday, but um, I do think Firefox is going to win the Lawlers and Nace. But I think yeah. we might we might we might get laughed at. Um, because there's a yeah, few Mullins horses in that race. He's the that best might horse in the race, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so, 100%. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like the Lord of Nace. It's a great race. But, oh, it's a great Yeah, uh, one of the best races. One of the best races. You know, I, I like uh, Rare Edition at Kempton, the 350. The 350, yeah. Yeah, it's 11 to 8. It's, it's no price. I, I walk back it myself because it's a short price. Is that 11 to 8? Yeah, price. I just don't do that. But, no. you know, it's got Cobden on. 
as well. You know, but you I never ignore a problem. I backed him last year for the Supreme at like twenty fives or thirty threes, whatever it was, well in advance of the race. Yeah. These must be the fresh odds that have come out because I didn't I don't think I saw them two hours ago. But Yeah, uh, I just I just think that I had massive hope for him and I backed him Supreme. I was fucking devastated when it didn't come in. Yeah. And uh well anywhere near, you know, I think but He's got to be the best horse in that race. Yeah, you've got, got to, haven't you? Yeah. He's got to be. So, obviously, moving on from betting on the weekend, then. Yeah, um, we talk about uh, Inter Overdrive. We don't know. We don't know oh, yeah. Right. Well, oh, yeah. Sorry. What you forgot about that? Weatherby. Yeah, we Weatherby. Of course. It's one of our local tracks. Of course. We, we don't know the price, but 12 stone. Yeah. He's, he, he's got to be fancied, hasn't he? Short, he's short got to trip. be fancied. You know, he's affected on, on that trip. I think Inter Overdrive is affected. Like, he, the market love him. Inter, I think. There's a kind of a conspiracy theory that goes around in my head that, that thinks some horses love to get backed in terms of like everyone seems to back them every single time they race. But then sometimes there's other horses that not fancied. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I've got my horse, no fancied. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, That's why I love it when I'm sitting on a 20 to 1 docket and he wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't affect anyone else apart from yourselves, really, doesn't it? So. But I mean, into overdrive, surely got a chance on, oh, on he's, Saturday. He's 12, he's, he's twelve stone, but he's you know he's he's been affected by that trip before. Worthy, he's won there before. You know, Newcastle has come very close to winning. Not in the minor conditions. I think I think last time I mean, it's his first time out this year. He, may, he tried to make the run in just to get a forgive him, you? Yeah, I can't tell you the price now because I ain't got one. Well, we'll we'll see it on Monday, anyways. We'll see it on Monday, um, but. Are we, uh, I think that's pretty much our tips done on uh, on betting on the weekend. So we're going to touch on Cheltenham. Obviously, we are 60 sleeps away from Cheltenham, which is very exciting. Run up to my birthday, which is the day after the Gold Cup day. Um, yeah, any sort of first tips? Well, we might as well cover what's going on on a, on a Christmas time, haven't we? I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, go for it. What, yeah. what is, it links into Cheltenham, doesn't it? Role, it does. The role, you know, we know. Kelly Francais, for one. I mean, yeah. he's not going to Cheltenham, but wow. Wow, what I mean, a what a ride! I mean, you'll tell a story about that, won't you? Ah, uh, Ilay Fonzo, you go for it, mate, because you tipped him uh, for anyone tell, else. You got to tell the story. So yeah, what happened? Now. So what happened was a few months ago. Um, I mean, a year ago, about a year and a half. about a year ago when, well, we we first met. Um, Connor was saying about this horse in France, saying you need to have a look at this one. Very very nice. He called Ilay Fonzo, uh, trained by Zeta Home. I mean, I, I didn't take much notice of it because obviously French owned, uh, ran in France in Autoy, uh, run very well actually. I did have a look at that race and I thought, you know what, that's a smart, smart horse. Yeah, but well, I didn't think, didn't think it would come to England and then it come to England for the King George. Holy fuck, what horse! Yeah, well, it's it's English owned and it's trained in France. Mm. I mean, everyone knows the prize money in France is far superior. Yeah. And um, all it was was I was just watching Sky Racing one day, probably like Lingfield or something, some Southall maybe. And I just have it on. Like, oh, Toy, come on. Fucking hell, that's good. Wow. I was on it hurdling that time. Yeah. Wow. What a horse. Yeah. I told all my mates about it, everyone. Everyone I knew told them, this is a proper horse. But. No, English English owner, it might come to the UK and then it obviously come for the uh, car sound novice and I thought, Wow and then mm. everyone messaged me and telling me, Wow, what a horse you know? Yeah. Ticked it at sixty six to one. Yeah, and I thought, God, if this goes to Cheltenham, said it it will beat them all. 
said it's a goal goalkeeper in the making. This this is a proper art. I sat on a docket for like six to one, then turn around and say that it's off to the French Gold Cup, and you think, oh. Yeah, brilliant. Surely a banker for yeah. that, really. Yeah. yeah but... I mean, the way it jumps a fence is unbelievable. It's something I've no. not seen since Koto Sa. So Sarr, efficient. So efficient. It's, the, it's the closest thing I've seen to Koto Sa. It's so efficient. And uh, yeah, I just thought, wow, you know. But overall, for the arse, it's probably the right decision to leave it in France this year. And, you know, let it, it's only young. Let it grow. Let it develop. You know, you've got to do these things, aren't you, to. Uh, get to the way you want to be in the end, I mean, it's English so they're going to want to come chill at some point. Oh, of course, yeah, 100%. But, obviously, try it on home territory first in terms of French Gold Cup and then experiment in terms of go to Cheltenham next year, 2025. Um, but, say is one to watch for the future, I think. On, on the topic, do you not think that more people are going to see, you know, more English owners are going to say, you know what, the prize money, are they? There's not a lot to beat. You don't think, like, just go over there, buy an horse, trained in France, runs in France, claim the prize money, and then if it's good enough, we'll come to Cheltenham. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like things are expensive anymore. You think so? You think so, wouldn't yeah, you? Because the, the, way, I mean, the, pri- the prize money in England and Ireland is nowhere near, especially, I mean, like, the types in France and Germany. But they race... I don't think they race as much as... To be fair, I think France races as much as, if not more, and they've still got more prize money. Yeah. The, the, which is, I think, program. is a flaw that what we've got. When you look at the, the statistics this year, I mean, you know, the top jockey is English, the top woman jockey English, you know, but they go over there and say, well, I can make a living in England. Yeah. And, you know, you think, well, fair enough, really. Yeah. You know, but the, the prestige racing's here, isn't it? So... Yeah. But it ain't gonna the tradition. Like I mean, horse racing is basically built on tradition, isn't it? Yeah, it's not going to be that way forever. Like, no, of course you know, not. I don't think in, so. In the end, more trainers will will say, "Oh, you know, runners in France," and then if they are good enough, I ain't lost anything, and yeah. I'll come over to Cheltenham. Exactly. You, know, you look at the likes of Gellet Warrior; they're all French. You know, they're all French bread. Yeah, they're all yep. French bread. Galapande Jones yeah, is French bread. They're all, they're all French. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Cheltenham, what's your fancied like any any race that you fancy in the uh, in the Cheltenham Festival? Yeah, uh, at I, the minute, like yeah, I like a couple. Um, it's, it's early days, yeah. I mean, you, everyone does the same thing and just pumps a pound out there. Oh, like, of course, yeah. Like uh, how many fold acker and you just think oh, in one world I win like seven seven hundred k and you just think oh. You just think, wow, you are pop out your head. Yeah, everyone does say, and it always falls on the first, doesn't it? Yeah. But no, I just think that personally, there's a few good bets. I mean, appreciate it for the Ryanair. It's definitely a mid range arse. It's definitely a mid range arse. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that for the Ryanair. There's Grange Clare West. That's it. Irish point for the stayers. I, I back that eight to one. I think it'll stay three miles, no problem. You uh, think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, the article. The article. I mean, Marine National. I mean, some people say brilliant. Some people say I'm not so sure. So, I think Marine National uh, will lap it up in them conditions. Yeah, uh, with, well, with, with the distance and the 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 temp. Well, the uh, the testing conditions at Cheltenham, anyways. Oh, Cheltenham's always renowned for being tested. Think Vega, it's going to want more, more than you know. It's it's bred to stay. 
I think you're a big. I think you're a big fan of Vassal Vega. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a huge, a huge fan. I think Willie Mullins loves him. Does he stand by him? I just think personally, he wants a trip. You know, I think he wants a long, a very, a longer, a longer yeah, trip than what, I, he, what he's I been getting. I actually think that Blood Destiny will be the arse. For the the Arkle. For the Arkle, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. And I wouldn't I be opposed so. seeing Gaelic Warrior drop back. I mean, he's got speed of offence. Of offence. Yeah. We know that. I mean, talking about the, the stay as hurdle, I think Stalme has got to be a, a shout within winning. I mean, he's been back from 12-1 to 1 to now 92, I believe. Uh, it's been an absolute monster in France. Again, Altoy has been, I mean, I think it's been the, the playground for, for young French horses. And it, you think you can't knock it. You can't knock the ability that it's got at the minute. I think it'll just hammer whatever we've, like the English and the Irish have got at the minute um, in terms of just ability of what it, of what it can, uh, what it can achieve. Yeah. I mean, if, Nine, nine, nine to two is an unbelievable. I mean, when you surprise. talk about the novice hurdlers, I mean, for me, if you back Ballyburn in either the Supreme or the Ballymore, you've got a banker. You know, you've, you've got one. Even back. if you lost money, I you think know, you've still got a good you know, value you, bet there. Back, you know, and even if you're looking for a double, you know, you can back whatever you like in the Supreme and go for Ballyburn and the Ballymore. Mm or either or switch them around, double them up, and you're probably sat on a decent one as long as you fancy the one in that yep. race a lot. 100%, yeah. You know. I mean, we'll be uh, we'll be touching on this, before, well, just before Cheltenham anyways, we'll be uh, we'll be tweeting it out on Sitting on the Fence, at Sitting on the Fence. Um, we'll be t- tweeting out tips here and then, or here and there, sorry, uh, before Cheltenham. We'll be tipping horses through the week, um, but mainly tipping anti-post bets, I reckon. Seeing what we can, uh, seeing what we can win from. I mean, I'll be betting on every race anyway. I believe. I mean, my but, my big big one was that Favre de Chambu in the national chase. Oh, one of Gordon yeah. Elliott's year. Yeah, it's, it's it's probably the right race for the horse. I mean, stay away phase isn't it was far too good. Mm. So with Broadway boy, and it's just too good. Mm. You know, so would that probably be the first choice? Maybe. It's a it's a tricky one. I mean, Cheltenham betting. I mean, we all look forward to it every year. You know, it's it's a mainstay in the, in the racing calendar, isn't it? We all want. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, we all want to go towards the ticket price. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you need to buy it for January. You know, that's it's, it. It's a uh, hundred and whatever pounds to go, and then you get there and you wish you never gone. Watch it on telly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'll be enjoying it on the telly this year. But I mean, next year we're definitely going. But uh, I think this year we'll be just enjoying it on the telly. Um, any other any other news you want to? Touch upon anything that's uh, tickling your fancy? Yeah, I'm just just looking forward to the DRF. I mean, there's, there's oh yeah, you know, there's there's plenty of. I mean, we went last year. We uh, we we raided the bookies there, didn't we? Great meat, great great meat. people, great pubs, great curries, great pints, <laughs> great, great, great everything, great everything, mate. You know what I mean? And we're not talking about the pints, but anyways, yeah. Um, Leperstown probably is the one to go to. Not even the DRF. I mean, there's twenty five thousand people there, and it barely feels like there's. It feels like they're just you in there. You, me and you, though, isn't it? It's, oh, it, yeah, oh, it's, it's brilliant. brilliant. It yeah. is brilliant. God yeah, bless the Irish. The God, Irish God bless the Irish. The Irish, the Irish. Brilliant. And, you know, they come over and you know you go to a race meet. Yeah, would be asked, or you go to wherever you're going to, and 
you know, the English, we just want to keep to ourselves and keep our slips in our pocket, and that's that. You know, go to York or wherever, but you go to Ireland in the club room. They are tell you what you, yeah. You just have a laugh with you and crack, and you're in the pub and they just sit next to you, and you're just, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Have a fucking blowout, you know what I mean? But, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, we'll be going there next year, 100%. I think we'll be giving it a miss this year, unfortunately. Uh, but, I mean, even like, so talking about going to, um, going to Ireland, I mean, buying i mean i bought the drf ticket straight after um i mean actually like i said i bought the drf ticket straight after we went and it was 25 euro for two days i mean how good is that i mean you don't even get that for one day no, at you, you don't you even can't. get that for one day at ripping you can't not the value you can't yeah unbelievable you can't you can't not the value at all of, of what they offer i mean the hospitality is fucking brilliant you know They've got, they've got things to improve on. Let, let's not lie about it. Oh, yeah, 100%. It. The, the, the yeah. bar situation and everything. Uh, but, oh, no, the, the racing is brilliant. You know, if, if you get a couple of decent days there where it's not raining or whatever, brilliant. I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, you're, in comparison to me, I mean, I got into racing, you know, second like market racing, and within a year I owned us, but. And I've been to a lot of meets. I mean, you've not even been to York, have you? So a bit. Well, I went to York decades ago, but I think that must have been about when I, when I was about ten years old. I mean, we're both twenty two. You probably done sack still then. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I must have been about nine or ten since I went to York, and I remember it. Then it was like I remember the grand. I remember how big the grandstand was and how amazing it was being there. It was. It, it is the it is the meet to go to in in England. I think. Forget Ascot. Forget. Um, wherever I mean, Ascot's probably the biggest, but in it, York is our pride and joy because we we are Northern, um, and obviously you've got the E Boy, you've got Judmont. Yeah, I mean some of the greats that have won that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm the question to you: uh, what next? What next year do you want to do? I mean, you've everywhere to go, so what will be on your list? I mean, I, well, I'll say this before I, before I answer that question: we've we've done what twenty twenty two meets together. Oh, um, yeah. Probably more than that. I mean, I'd love to do Carmel because it's not been. I mean, there's not many meets there a year. I've got cousins up there. That'd be brilliant. Um, I mean, Judmont would be would be one up there as well. Um, maybe not next year, but the year after, would love mm. to do something like the Ark. Mm. Uh, probably do a day at the Ark de Triumph. Um, good wouldn't it? The Goodwood, uh, glorious Goodwood. That'd be nice. Bit, bit of the Stewards Cup, uh, and maybe obviously a long term uh, future. Vision would probably be the Breeders' Cup, uh, wherever that is. Delmar, Keeneland, yeah, Delmar would be nice. Yeah, Delmar would be that would be fucking nice, wouldn't it? Have uh, a well, Santa Anita, uh, been recommended that. But uh, even further, Vision would be the Melbourne. I've, I mean, I've seen Flemington in the flesh, and fuck me, what a race course! And I can just imagine how good it would be on Melbourne Cup Day, and I'd just love to do that meet. Just that day. I mean, if I was only in Australia for one day, it would be the Melbourne Cup. It would be unbelievable. Even the Cox Plate, that that, that would be good at Mooney Valley. That that would be amazing. Just to, for me, it would just be looking at the Irish and English uh, jockeys and horses there. I mean, that's that that's all I'd do it for. I don't know about yourself. Um, I don't know if you'd be the same inclined. Oh, I mean, race in general. I mean, I go to all the shit meets. I go to the good meets. <laughs> We've been to Red Car, we've been to the Royal Ascots, we've been to the DRF, we've been to... You fucking name it. No, we've been to Aintree, we've been to Aintree on um, 
Dakota Star Day. I mean, Old Roan. Well, I mean, unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, you you win money, lose money, don't you? It's, it's the way of racing. I mean, you, if you start... if you come up with with money, it's a bonus. hundred oh, percent. Oh, if you lose money, it's fine because you've just you basically spent to be there for a day. But if you if you come up with a with a bonus, it's or even come up with even for the day, it's it's a bonus because you you got a whole day paid for you. Really, you know what I mean? Have you got any fancy for Cheltenham while we're on it? Oh, uh, well, thank you very much for asking. Um, I've got, uh, I've got a few. I've got a few. Um, I've got Thelma for the stairs. I think that's yeah. that's one. That's one that I might uh, might go for. Um, I, think, well, I was going to say constitutional, but that's uh, that's, that's, a, that's a definite banker, really. Um, Gaelic Warrior. I think Gaelic Warrior. Whatever. I think whatever race that's in, it's going to be going to be running very very well. Um, for the brown adversaries, I, I saw one that I was quite a fan of. I mean, obviously, Stay Away Faye uh, is a is a decent decent banger to have, really. But you, you can't knock John Bon. You cannot knock John Bon no, at Ryanair. Not, 11 uh, to 2. Yeah, uh, Ryanair, you reckon, yeah. Yeah, Ryanair, John Bon. I do fancy you it. But I think, yeah. for us, I think the first day is the, the most most important day. The most important day of the uh, the Cheltenham Festival is oh, the first yeah. day. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, and Constitutional. I mean, I went last year, brilliant. Unbelievable, I mean, yeah, isn't it? If you want to up and off seeing Constitutional, I mean, I was about five foot away from him. And you want to up for that, and then you see Honeysuckle do what she did, and it's like, oh, God, it's... I mean, everyone everyone, the dog had the money on, Gab, Mail. I mean, everyone thought I'd win. Yeah. <laughs> Pissing it down, raining. And you couldn't get TK quick enough. You have to collect your money. So, so yeah, it's all, it's all fun, like, but... Yeah. Cheltenham. Uh, Cheltenham is a different breed. Cheltenham is a different breed. Um, well, for the Ultima, uh, you can't not... That's all right, Gino. 10 to 1. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good price. I think it's a very good price for the, the horse. I think it's... The, the market doesn't seem to like that's all right, Gino. I was it comes second at Newbury last time out. Um, I think it ran a blinder of a race. A lot of people that don't like the, the cross-country sort of races, I've got a very distinct feeling that late-night pass will do something. And I've looked at this horse for about for three or four months now, and I think that is that is too good to be an 11-to-1 one, one shout. 100%. Yeah, if, I'm, if, I'm 100%. Not, if I'm not wrong, I could well be wrong. Danny or Patrick used to own that horse, and it won its, uh, its maiden. Mm-hmm. So the chances are Danny, I can't remember which one it is, could be Danny, could be Patrick. Used to own and might be riding that horse. Like, like I was saying with the with the market, Galvin at five to one. I think that is far too generous of a price. I would not be backing Galvin at five to one. It just it doesn't seem to stay the three mile four. I think putting it in the Grand National. I mean, I backed it in the Grand National as well as Mister Coffee, which was heartbreaking for me. It was it was winning before the last fence and then Corrett Rambler overtook it and the rest is history. Um, uh, I think Galvin at that price is far too generous. I would not be backing that at that price at all. I don't know your thoughts on it. Yeah, the Crawfords is a weird one, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, it's 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 a Galvin, tough race. Galvin's a weird one. Yeah, I don't know where his place is really anymore. It's a bit same as Conflated. You know, brilliant arse, great arse. But yeah. where, where's his place now? Uh, I don't think it has a place. I don't think it has a place at the at the minute. Anyway, I think Gordon Elliott needs to find a proper place for it. That's not three mile four. I think it needs to be more of a two mile six. But uh, it needs to, it needs to jump a fence first of all because I don't. I'm still not convinced that it jumps a fence very well. 
Um, but I mean, Gordon Elliott uh, is a character in he, so he'll put it wherever he, wherever he thinks. But I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we're talking about the Gold Cup. We are. I mean, we're on the podcast on this actually. The Gold Cup. I mean, we're both firmly in the Jerry Colon camp, but we cannot knock Gallup Andre Shops, can we? Well, it's just, just just mainly on price, isn't it? I mean, six to five favorite. You can't count him out. I mean, especially if it pisses down all week, and you see the ground soft, and you, I mean, we all know Chelton drains well. You know, it's one of. Mm-hmm. I think when they had the the last meet on New Year's Day, it's been heavy. It's been heavy the first time since twenty eighteen. Yeah, we all know it drains well, but if it did come up soft, then, then that's up. Jerry Clon three, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's too big, but there's plenty in there, isn't there? There's shishkin. Shwick. You can't trust shishkin. Really. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a massive shishkin lover, as you know, and uh, I don't think I even at eleven to one, it is tempting, but I don't think I can. Uh, I, I can. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, entertain that price. I don't think. You're talking about good ground. There's, there's fans. We're talking about Harry Cobden talking about odds on Brayman's game, thinking, well, it's sixteen to one now, but he said eighteen to one's far too lenient. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Oh, I just think he's he's a great horse, but is he up to beating Jerry Colomb and galloping the show? Fast or slow? I don't know. I, I just think Harry Cobden loves him mainly. Hundred percent, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, a lot of us take prices all the time about horses we love, and it's, it's never usually right, is it? So, you know, in terms of him saying that. Yeah, fair enough. If he thinks they're overpriced at 18 or whatever it is, time will tell. You know, it's whatever. Time will tell on that. Anyways, uh, is there any other news that you'd like to touch up on, or uh, do you think? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think the main one, everyone's mind, has been the Premier Racing. Yeah. Uh, the affordability checks. I mean, it's all right having these Sunday night meets, but if you can't get a fiver on, then you're no good, are you? Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. Uh, well, I think that's where we're going to leave it today. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for uh, thank you very much for joining, Connor. It's been, pre- been very much appreciated. Uh, we'll try and bring this podcast on Monday and we'll try and recap the, the weekend's racing. But other than that, it's goodbye from us and hopefully you have a good time, uh, Ben. Just gamble responsibly. Thank you very much. There isn't enough disk space, 500 mil, please. <clears throat> Sorry, I'll just edit it. Apparently, I need to delete some stuff, so. That is very sweet. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Yeah, that is dreadful. Yeah, <clears throat>